and welcome to BHI in Focus. I'm your guide, Ree Bell, and on this episode, we are talking to Ashley Van Creeken, Director of the Yarra Rangers Tech School and the staff member of the BHI board. Since April 2019, Ashley has been the director of the Yarra Rangers Tech School and the passion and love he has for the diverse range of programs the team runs is well known to anyone that has had the fortune of having a conversation with him. With a background in geoscience and a diverse working background across a number of sectors, including economic analysis, manufacturing, minerals and resources, and of course, education, Ashley has a thirst for sharing knowledge and is a strong collaborator across the Institute and within the community. Through his current work with his team at the Yarra Rangers Tech School, they are always looking at ways to incorporate the development and adoption of new technologies, innovations, and processes to improve and enhance the existing systems and structures. And I cannot wait to learn more about what these are. So Ash, welcome to BHI in Focus. Wow, thank you. What an introduction. I know. Um, Wow, <laughs> it's it's some it's imp- uh, it's humbling and kind of scary when people read out what you've done and you kind of yeah. sit there and go, who's that person? Like, well, that's all you, my amazing. friends. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. So let's start off talking about you, or well, because this podcast is about you, but let's okay. start off talking oh, about right. you. Right. No worries. A number of years ago, you worked in the mining industry. Mm-hmm. And the role really renewed your love for history and science and economics. Why is this and is this what prompted you to go back to university and study geoscience? Great question. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think when I went to, when I went to secondary school, um, I, I really liked science. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a school which probably wasn't as focused on science as others would be. So with a bit of family pressure, a little bit of teacher pressure, I was pushed more down the math, you know, because I was pretty good at mathematics, I was pushed down more to economics line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a lot more business subjects, you know, economics, law, I did do maths, um, but not too many of the sciences because it wasn't a strong science curriculum. So I think that there's two things that that's done. One, it in my later years now, and perhaps I'm stepping ahead here, Ray, but in my later mm-hmm. years now, I think... I kind of look and say, well, if only someone had been able to introduce me to science in a different way or Mm -hmm. perhaps talk to me about these things in a different way um, where I didn't perhaps have to discover them after I'd finished school, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So anyhow, um, back to where we were. So so I always loved science and I've always been inquisitive. So I've always sort of been inquisitive about how does science blend – with industry so this concept of steam yes you know um, I love history Um, I absolutely love history I love looking at the developments you know um, trading routes and uh, how different civilizations established and how the geography impacted that and then how economics of trade came in and then how science revolutionized those trading Mm -hmm. routes so I've kind of always I think had a really inquisitive holistic type mm-hmm. mind thinking about the whole system so um, I started working at the Australasian uh, Institute of Mining and Metallurgy and um, I was really um, really really lucky to have the role there as the membership director so mm-hmm. what this meant was I got the fantastic job of traveling to 
all of these different areas across Australia, New Zealand and PNG mm -hmm. um, to go and visit our members. So um, the organisation, I think, had something like 24 or 25 of these voluntary committees. And, um, and, and the, the, the joke always went that clearly at one of those mine sites, one of those nasty rocks bit me and it reinvigorated <laughs> my interest in science and, and particularly um, geology. So um, that's, where that, where, that's where that came from. And I think that at the time that happened, you know, circumstances were such that I was able to talk to my wife and we decided, yeah, we've got the, we've got the means and I can go back to uni. So um, I left full-time work. Went to uni, big, big move going yeah. back, um, you know, after you've been working for so long and going yeah. back as a mature age student. But um, I really felt that this was my opportunity to pick up on that science mm. uh, degree and go and do that. So that's wow. what I ended up doing and I ended up doing uh, geology and uh, absolutely loved it. Wow. I, I've never heard that story before. So that is actually <laughs> like so interesting, but also so confronting. As well, like taking that plunge and and making that huge move, like that's scary. Yeah, it was incredibly, um, incredibly scary. Uh, you know, from a, a financial point of view, going from you know two incomes to one income. Um, from the point of view of you know, what's it going to be like going back to university? You know, last time I was at university uh, for, for you know for a three or four year degree, I was using a notebook and pen. Yeah. And, you know, the, the lecturers were using overhead projectors. Yeah. Um, so that was really quite daunting. I mean, the thing, the thing that struck, though, was how accepting, yeah. how accepting people were when yeah. I got there. And I wasn't, I never felt like I was that mature age student. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I've built really fantastic friendships out of it. Um, yeah. And it was kind of nice in some ways, um, and, and maybe this is the sort of the, the parental instinct coming out, but it was kind of nice to be able to talk to these students that were just starting on their career journey mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about what I'd done and, you know, yeah. um, and give them a bit of mentoring and talk about all of these different elements. And mm -hmm. that, I think, gave me a lot of um, pleasure as well, which sort of probably is why I then suddenly started moving a little bit more towards education. Yeah. Which I'm sure you're going to ask me about. I'm actually, surely. that's a, such a good segue there into my next go. question. Which is, how did the opportunity to come on board at the tech school come to be? So again, uh, a long story. Everything's a long story <laughs> with me. So, so, this is a short podcast, actually. So short podcast. So the, the short, long version. Um, so uh, I was, um, while I was at uni, I was doing a little bit of uh, demonstrating and tutoring. And uh, one of the lecturers there, uh, Marion, Marion Anderson, who was an absolutely wonderful teacher, like a truly gem of a teacher, loves mm -hmm. teaching, loves engaging with people. Um, she, she said, oh, Ash, you've got a bit of experience in organising events and doing stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, John Monash Science School, which is a, affiliated with Monash Uni, which is where I was studying, is doing an international student science fair and needs someone to organise it. So what do you think? So, you know. No, you know, me going, well, I don't have to, I don't have too much to do. Yeah, I'll take it on. Great. <laughs> so anyway, I'll keep it short. So started with John Monash Science School, which was absolutely fantastic. That really was my first taste of secondary education. Yeah. Um, ran this science fair, which was just brilliant. Really saw the power of students, saw the power of young people. And yeah. what happens when you just say to them, go for it. Yeah. Go for it. 
take away all the boundaries and just give us what you've got. Mm -hmm. um, then that led one thing led to another. Um, the uh, Andrews government announced the tech school program. Uh, a role came up for Monash Tech School, mm -hmm. and uh, I went, oh, this actually looks like one of the best education policies I've seen in a yep. long time, if probably ever. Um, so I applied. I got the Monash Tech School position role. And then um, in 2019, um, wanted to move a little bit closer to home, spend a bit more time with the family, and everything was kind of lining up. So the Yarra Rangers Tech School position came up, and... Uh, there you go. After a bit of discussion and talking, I ended up at Yarrow Rangers. Wow. Started on April Fool's Day as well. So I think the team here were wondering whether it was a bit of a joke that um, <laughs> that Danny, the former director, and I constructed. And I think my old team at Monash was wondering whether I was actually going to walk in the door and go, April Fool's. Wow. Yeah. So if people are listening to this for the yeah. very first time and they're like, what is the Yarrow Rangers Tech School like? Yes. Firstly, shame on all of you if that is what you're thinking Absolutely. when you're listening. Uh, but could you tell us a bit about what the work yeah. is that the school does? So the beauty of the tech schools is that they've been created as a hub. They've been created as a central body which works with industry, which works with secondary schools and works with tertiary hosts. So each tech school is hosted by a tertiary institution. So um, Yarra Rangers is hosted by Box Hill Institute. Mm -hmm. We have a range of local and national and multinational industry partners. And the concept is that we run programs that link back to the curriculum, but also link to the real world. So, you know, we have 3D printers, we have laser cutters, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have uh, digital design software. And the reason we have that is one, it's awesome and cool. Mm -hmm. But two um, is more about saying, well, this is what industry is using. Yeah. This is what's happening in industry. So we're able to then kind of use the industry linkages to say to students, okay, you're learning about, uh, you know, you're learning about electrical circuits in science. Mm -hmm. Well, here's how you would apply what you're learning in science in uh, a manufacturing sector or in a yeah. robotics sector or um, you're learning um, you're learning geometry or, or better yet, you're learning algebra and logic um, yeah. equations in mathematics. Well, actually, coding is all about mathematics, um, in my mind. Anyway, I'm not a coder, Marie, but, you know. I'm going to take um, your word for it. Yeah, so probably there's people <laughs> listening to this right now going, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the concept behind it is to – and what I really like about it is that um, – one of the issues I had when I was a student was trying to understand why am I learning this? Yeah. Because it was very much back in my day, you know, it was very much read chapters, you know, yeah. two, four, seven and eight and mm -hmm. answer questions 10 through 30 and hand them in. And the questions were fairly theoretical, not real world based. And so I yeah. think that if we can have students come in and they can go, oh, wow, I actually get why we're learning that, yeah. Um, then that's fantastic. If we can also talk to them about the education pathways, and, and again, you know, in, in the intro, m myself, like most people, have a very varied path. I mean, if you had have asked me when I left, finished year 12, hey, Ash, when you're 35 plus, um, you'll, um, you'll be running a tech school, um, I would have laughed. Yeah. I would have absolutely laughed, but um, that's where the journey um, came from. And so I think that what we try to do at the tech school as well is, is also get students to focus on the importance of being able to work in a team, yeah. being able to collaborate, 
um, you know, getting used to. So we, we really do encourage teachers and our students to form teams. So don't, don't form a team with your friends because you yeah. see your friends all the time. It's true. Form it with someone else because in the real world, you're going to end up in an organisation and it's not necessarily going to be the friends you're working with. No. Um, so it's really about getting all of that. And then it's also about having that conversation about the different pathways to entry. And in fact, there was, um, we did a panel session today for the Koori program. Sorry, mm-hmm. getting off track now. That's, you can give me a wind That's fine. Um, you know, where one of the, one of the um, uh, couple of the panellists were talking about the fact that they, um, they started off looking to do a bachelor's degree and then they kind of moved and they got a job and then they went and did a certificate mm-hmm. um, and then they went back and did a bachelor's degree. And so that's, again, the sort of messaging to be able to say to students that, you know, um, you don't have to finish school and do higher education straight away. Yeah. Personally, I think that their higher, uh, higher education, and I build it back to the geology degree, I think... Sometimes the education you pick is what's right at the time. Yeah. And for some students, absolutely, it's going to be right to go through and do a bachelor's degree and do an honours degree and do a yeah. PhD. And be traditional. And be traditional. It. But equally for a lot of other students, yeah. letting them know that there's another pathway where you can go out and work. You can get some experience and pick mm-hmm. up a certificate or, you know, I, I'm really excited by what's going to happen with this whole, you know, issue of micro-credentials, which allows you to even kind of delve into, oh, well, maybe I'll do a little bit of that yeah. and I'll do a little bit of that. So I think that's what I really like about the tech school. That was a really long answer, but um, but that's what the tech school tries to do. We yeah. try to inspire students. We try to um, we try to engage them um, using technology and using yeah. real-world problems. I love hearing you talk about the tech school because it's like it oozes out of you, like how much you love it, um, and it's infectious. Uh, and one of the other things that I really like is that there's always something different happening. So one of the things that um, the school has done in the past is had it like an artist in residence program. What is that program? Yeah. Um, great question. Um, done my research, I Ash. know. You've done your... Wow. That's really good. <laughs> so, um, so, so the artist in residence program actually came from uh, a concept I'd seen at some of the research facilities. So mm-hmm. um, when we were doing um, tours of some of the biomedical research facilities, um, they, uh, and I can't remember which one, but one of them had um, artists coming in and the artists were talking to the scientists and the researchers and then they were interpreting what they were hearing from mm-hmm. the researchers and scientists in form of artwork, sculptures, paintings, uh, moving images. Um, and it kind of stuck with me because I thought, wow, what an interesting way to show the link mm-hmm. between, again, um, perhaps what people would say is very traditional arts mm-hmm. and science. And different people communicate in different ways. And I think that a really powerful role in modern, in the modern economy, in modern industry, is that of communicators. Because um, I can I can be um, I can have the most fantastic idea in the world. Mm-hmm. If I can't communicate it, I don't have access to someone who can come up with fantastic ways to display that message. Then mm-hmm. it's going to be an idea that's sitting there that could be a great idea, but no one's going to know about it. It's yeah. a little bit simplified, but I think yeah. that. Um, so um, so the artist in residence program was again about trying to build a bit more diversity and. and and demonstrate that a tech school can be inclusive of all interests. So yeah. going beyond, you know, beyond gender, beyond 
um, cultural groups yep. around, you know, interest, skills. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to move away from people thinking about a tech school as a traditional tech school, yep. such as what I went to. Um, uh, but also I wanted to get to, we wanted to move people away from thinking about a tech school as something where you only go if you're really smart. Oh, that's mm. where to, that's where you go if you like coding and robotics because yeah. it's not what we do. So yeah. the concept was if we have an artist working, as students are going through the program, yeah. it's going to challenge them. They're going to ask questions. Well, yeah. Why do you have someone doing oil paintings or watercolours or sculpting or with our first artist um, in residence, Jess Coldry, you know, using our robotics to create a whole series of absolutely awesome artworks, you know, yeah. um, uh, you know, her with a, a drone on a leash, her with a robot applying blush and <laughs> lipstick, you know, <laughs> it was a really interesting take. But again, it's about getting students to go, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that. And, and so for some students that perhaps they're coming into the tech school and going, oh, I'm not really sure about mm-hmm. this, then seeing an artist and seeing a different interpretation, maybe it triggers in them or it lights that spark to go, mm-hmm. oh, wow, actually, yeah. I get that now. Um, for other students, it might be less about igniting a spark, but just putting, challenging their their perception to say yeah. art and science, technology, engineering and mathematics are very are, are linked. And yeah. we know that. I won't get into that now, but there's so many examples where yeah. you've got a mix between the arts. So that's what the Arts and Residence Program was about unfortunately lock lockdowns and covid kind of Pandemic. played with it but i'm really hopeful um i'm really hopeful that we'll be able to get it up and running again next year and mm-hmm. um and actually have a run of local artists coming through and i think that's the other really important thing is it's also a way to showcase local artists yeah. and it's a really big thing i mean i love the tech school and i love box hill institute but i love the lilydale campus and yeah. it's also about how can we draw more of the community in to understand yeah. what the whole campus is about, yeah. understand what Box Hill offers here mm-hmm. and understand how the tech school fits into it. So it's part of a grand, grand plan. Which... Grand plan. <laughs> Your grand plan for world domination. <laughs> <laughs> I, for one, welcome our new overlord with zest and enthusiasm. <laughs> um, speaking of the Lilydale campus, yeah. we are actually recording at the Lilydale campus today in the Innovation Hub. Um, and if you are interested in, you know, maybe recording or using the Innovation Hub, give um, our friends at Lilydale Lakeside a, uh, drop them an email, drop them a call, uh, because I'm sure they would love to hear from you. That was a good plug. Yeah, good well, plug. that was a great plug. Thank you. Um, are there any programs that you run at the tech school that holds a special place for you? I already know the answer to this one. <laughs> awesome. Um, uh... It's a di- yeah, like um, it's kind of that question for me is a bit like when people say to you, "Who's your favourite child?" I knew you were going to say that. Um, and it's like, oh, and let's be honest, for, for you know, for, for for parents listening, to we all have our favourite child, we all do, um, but we don't say it. Um, right. Hopefully, suddenly, my children oh. <laughs> don't listen to this. Um, suddenly, my childhood has become very real. <laughs> Um, all right, yes, and apologies for anyone I've just triggered now. Um, no, um, for me, I think that the, the programs that give me the greatest sense of accomplishment is, is the program that we actually ran today. I knew that. Were you right? <laughs> yeah, I was go. right. So, you know, our, our Curry student program, I think because 
it encapsulates everything that I feel the tech school is about. So yep. we're talking about collaborating with um, our partner schools, collaborating with the department, drawing on Box Hill Institute, drawing on industry, all with the purpose of engaging mm-hmm. what is a priority cohort for us, which yeah. is Indigenous students. Um, what what I really like about it is it it, it demonstrates the power of human centered design thinking mm-hmm. to allow students to go from having you know a jumble of ideas and concepts to narrowing it down to that one idea mm-hmm. and then prototyping and developing and it allows them to explore their creativity mm-hmm. but it's also the stories we get out of it so you know when we see students from different schools starting to talk to one another and starting to form those relationships that's incredibly powerful um you know hearing um you know hearing one of the students saying to their first nations advocate one of the reasons i'm staying at school is to do the curry program i mean that's i normally tear up when i when i hear that because to me that's why i want to be at the tech school yeah that's what i want to do i want to have that impact so for me um i think it's one of my it's, it's it's probably yeah it's my favorite yeah. It is my favourite. They're all good, but that one in particular. And I think today, you know, we saw the incredible talent yes. that is inherent in those students. But we also saw um, a really nice blend of, um, you know, we had artworks that combined painting and then laser cutting and mm-hmm. 3D printed components blended together beautifully. We saw totems and wood carvings, which, you know, done using more traditional techniques, but mm-hmm. then blended with 3D printed objects and laser cut. We had, um, you know, skateboards. So so what I like about it is that um, the students have really embraced um, making a statement and yeah. working on projects together. So um, The other piece that I really loved hearing about today is how the students are now advocating for other students at other schools to do the program because they want them to get the same... Yeah. Re- like reward and accomplishment as they are and I was like that is that's in- that, that's so incredible that, to hear it is it is it's um it's probably still sinking in because because I heard at the same time that, that, yeah. that you did and um yeah I, I, it, it is incredible when you think about that and the other thing that I find with this program is you know you're talking about students from year seven through year 12 a lot of those concepts today were students in year seven year eight Oh, yeah, they did look quite young, so... And I'm sitting there thinking, wow. Yeah. Wow, you know, the future is looking very good... Yes. ...when you've got um, students of that calibre. But, yeah, to hear students say we want to bring in more schools is, again, yeah. it's, it's... It's so incredibly it's selfless. It's one of those things... Yeah, it is. It's it's, it's selfless because, you know, they, they could sit there and go, oh, but, you know, we don't want anyone else to come in no. because we'll have less time to use the tech and everything. Yeah. So the fact that they want to open it up says that we're getting something right and look I will give due credit this has been a really this has been a truly collaborative program so yes. you know um I will give a shout out to Brooke Kogelman who yep. um is the project officer for the cluster mm-hmm. she's been a really strong advocate of it interestingly yes. Brooke was part of the original tech school team before the tech school even opened wow. writing some of our programs so um there's, That's a, fun there's fact. a lovely circular relationship there so um, so I'm really excited to see what happens next year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, equally, I think the response from 
the response from Box Hill Institute staff has been absolutely fantastic. And again, Re, I don't want this to become the shout out podcast, but I mm. do want to say a really special thanks to um, to Jesse from uh, Land Science. Land Science. I was um, actually just about to say yeah, that. So um, when people see images of the stuff that he helped the students yes. work on, um, you're going to be blown away. Yeah. And the fact we have that talent. And the and students were calling skill. him the expert. They called yeah. him a. Um, a chainsaw artist. Yeah. That's what they so, call you know, to Jessie. have that as part of Box Hill, mm-hmm. teaching students, and it also means that we've been able to talk to the students about what we offer in the landscaping mm-hmm. area, about what we do there. So we've, we're starting to get that pull through of going, yeah. well, hey, if you like doing this, you can have a career in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, um, I think the collaboration has been absolutely fantastic. Uh for any employee listening to this podcast and they want to lend their experience or even learn from the team at the tech school, how would they do this? Good question. Um, I've we... got lots of good questions today. <laughs> we do, actually. Um, <laughs> any, any help is, 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 is really welcomed. I, I think the big thing is probably in the mentoring mm-hmm. role. Because I think what's really important is um, we have, you know, we, we have a lot of panel sessions and students and the teachers really like hearing from people and hearing about the journey, but but also hearing, again, come back to what we said earlier, the different perspectives. So, mm-hmm. you know, I started off thinking that I wanted to do this and mm-hmm. I went around and looped and zigzagged and went up the hill and down the hill and everywhere else and I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for yeah. students to hear. And I think that they what we have at Box Hill is we have such a raft of incredibly experienced and diverse staff that have taken different journeys. Not all, not everyone has gone straight into education. They've come from mm-hmm. industry. They've come from other areas. And, and so I think hearing those stories is a really powerful thing for the students. So we're always looking for mentors, yeah. um, but also um, experts who can help um contribute to our content so we use industry but you know we want to try and make the information we're giving students about a particular sector as up-to-date and relevant as as it can be so mm-hmm. even you know um, uh, what we do is um, it's a very simplified version of reviewing our programs compared to mm-hmm. say what you would do for uh, an accredited course but you know even perhaps people keeping their, their ears open for when we're reviewing um, some of our programs to even just say yeah hey I'm happy to look at it and maybe yeah. I can put some input in or perhaps there's an industry partner that we're not aware of who could actually add some input into yeah, it and add value and add value so I think that's one side of it the other side is um, we do do um, professional development around the tech uh, around our technology we do have the maker space and there are workshops that will be offered from that so that's some way that um, that uh, staff can come in and actually learn about the tech mm-hmm. we also um, will hire out our spaces so we'll mm-hmm. hire out our um, studio we'll hire out our LED screen we'll hire out rooms um, some of our equipment so that's another way that staff can get to understand the tech school mm-hmm. from next year we'll be excuse me, from next year we'll be rolling out um, a new style of program which will kind of be offered on a very regular basis and they'll be short, sharp technology workshops. That's and, very cool. And um, they'll be open to uh, pretty much everyone. Um, so they'd be the ways that I say you could get involved in tech mm-hmm. school. I think the easiest thing is to send an email. Yes. Um, not to Ashley. Not to, to me. To the tech send, school. Send an email to... 
yrtsadmin at boxhill.edu.au. Yes. yes. Best way to, yes. Yeah, not, not to me. Not Ashley to me. gets lots of emails. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So, um, but yeah, always, always happy to hear from people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be signing up as a student mentor, I can tell you that much. Awesome. Finally. Yep. What's the best piece of advice about learning you've ever received or given? Wow. Um, Let me guess. Good question, right? <laughs> great question. I'll um, take that. Wow. Um, I think it's, it's being open. Mm-hmm. It's having the... It's, I'm going to mess this up, but for me, it's about being open to new opportunities. It's about having courage, Mm -hmm. Um, having courage to say, I really want to do that. And, you know, taking the step, you know, whether it be, I really want to do that. I'm going to leave work and I'm going to go and study full time. Or it might be, I really want to do that. It's not really what I do now, but Mm. I'm going to have the courage to talk to my manager and say, I really want to do this. Can Mm -hmm. I do this? So I think it's, it's the courage to take that first step sometimes, but yeah. it's also being open to opportunities. And mm-hmm. so um, something that one of my um, teachers said to me early on was, you know, kind of w- what I now live my life with, which is, um, you know, don't be so narrow. Look mm-hmm. for opportunities and seize opportunities when they come. Yeah. Uh, and normally when you're doing that, that requires you to learn. Um, but it is really being not closed-minded, but looking out and, yeah. and taking an opportunity. But then I think you do have to have that little bit of courage and yeah. that little bit of willingness to say, yeah, I'm going to try something different. Yeah. Um, I think um, that, you know, yeah, that's, re- that's a really hard question. I actually me, think that's about- really, really good advice. And it also uh, reflects back on the fact that you did exactly that being you know you were have a family and all that type of thing and you went back to full-time uni that is scary um and I think let's not underestimate just how scary that is uh and you know taking the plunge and and literally doing a complete career change so I think that's actually really like nice advice that kind of reflects back on your own journey awesome thank you you brilliant (laughs) so Ashley thank you so much for your time I've learnt so much from our chat today and I know others have too. Well, thank you. I I, I love talking about what I do. <laughs> I love talking. But no, um, thank you for the opportunity. I think it's really yeah. important that we get these stories out because, as I said, there are so many yeah. incredibly talented people within Box Hill. There is. And, you know, to get the stories out there is just absolutely wonderful. So thank you for the opportunity. No. And thank you to everyone listening. We want to hear from you and hear from you what you think. So please tell us what you think about this episode on Yammer or send us an email at staff.coms, staff.coms, staffcoms at boxhill.edu.au. Stay tuned for some exciting episodes to come. We have some great guests coming up too. So bye for now.